1: Plus. Purple dinosaur cast. Purple dinosaur podcast. Tyler, mine, and Tony Masterson. Purple dinosaur cast. Purple dinosaur podcast. Tyler and Anthony Masterson. Welcome to the Purple Dinosaur Podcast with Anthony Masterson and Tyler Mon. Why can't it be Turquoise Polar Bear and why is it Purple Dinosaur? Hmm. Let's ask the lads. Enjoy the show.
2: We both moved into new houses this weekend. This is now our third take, or this week I should say. This is our third <laughs> take in trying to start this episode. The internet gone out once. I misspoke a lot of words once we're off to a flying start
3: it's it's honestly it's a perfect metaphor for opening day
2: yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's great hopefully weird but fun um i'm very confused by it's crazy
3: it. to think like for me the last opening day i was two houses ago for me wow that is nuts right because we we moved at the end of april last we, we literally moved the day brightdi got fired wow <laughs> and so i was thinking about like my wife said Happy opening day this morning. And I said, that was literally two houses. That's crazy. Oh, I have the same box of roasted garlic Triscuits sitting in my pantry right now from two houses ago as well.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow, That's, uh, you should probably get rid of those.
3: Probably. I think that
2: seems an gross. Open box of Triscuits. Yeah. That seems yeah. gross. Yeah. If I had known you had some delicious Triscuit crackers, perhaps I would have had some. with you. <laughs> um, It's, uh, it's opening day of the 2022 baseball season and
3: uh and we could not be more excited here at the purple dinosaur podcast
2: welcome into the latest (laughs) edition of the purple dinosaur podcast i'm tyler ron
3: i'm anthony masterson
2: and i want to grace you with a quote that uh that you pointed out to me here uh, a moment ago a tweet from everybody's favorite bob nightingale i want to point out by the way that bob nightingale's headshot on twitter has to be 20 years old because I saw him at the all-star game last year. And I was like, who is this weird white haired man wearing Bob Nightingale's press credential. And then I realized, Oh, that's Bob Nightingale. He's just aged a lot yes. since that Twitter photo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted uh, just a moment ago, quote, Red Sox manager, Alex Cora praises the Colorado Rockies for the way they develop the mindset and baseball acumen of their players, citing Trevor story, Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Todd Helton, and then a quote from Alex Cora: "Quote, when they put their uniform on, they're all business."
3: Is is business in the uh, sense of like Dookie?
2: Yeah. What business? <laughs> what business are we referring to here? Um, because it's certainly not the business of winning. Look, well, con- um, I mean,
3: considering Bob Nightingale's, um, let's just say, reputation on Twitter as a uh, not 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 a truth teller, but like. S- He's like a, a reverse psychologist, yeah. basically. Yeah. Everything he says, the opposite happens. He, so like. I guess that makes of the sense. Lightest
2: touch it is.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll think of it. <laughs> it's the nightingale uh, touch. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it was a. It's a very interesting way to kick off the opening day podcast. Yeah. Because it's... I've never heard somebody else with a position of power around Major League Baseball that didn't have to say it for like, no, I don't want to give them bullets and more material before a series. No, I've never heard someone actually say like, wow, the Rockies really got their shit together.
2: Yeah, like I see these (laughs) words and I know what they mean. I just don't think I've ever seen them in that order in that context. No. Praises the Colorado Rockies for the way they develop the mindset and baseball acumen of their players. What? It's... What? It's also like the idea that they drafted Nolan Arenado and he like did not have the same mindset or baseball acumen. But <laughs> right. Nolan Arenado is also the guy who left and said that one of the things he loved about spring training with the Cardinals is that they teach you the little things in base in baseball, uh, like how you have to touch the bases uh, when you go around the the diamond or something like
3: that. <laughs> so like, I
2: don't like, know what like, the baseball acumen they're communicating in the in the Rockies camp is if that's what Nolan was excited about with the Cardinals.
3: It's like, oh, you run counterclockwise. Okay,
2: this is upside down, but this is baseball uh, down under.
3: I thought that. Was, yeah, I thought that was only in Australia.
2: So we are started off on a very <laughs> weird note on uh, on this week's edition of the Purple Dinosaur Podcast, the season preview edition for 2022. That's... As we welcome you in, um,
3: that's, that's two in two weeks. By the way, that is yeah. some kind of record for You're us.
2: You're welcome, everyone. <laughs>
3: um in the middle of both of us moving
2: yeah the podcast that no one asked for
3: yeah. is uh actually we no don't get paid for we yeah. did
2: very much <laughs> uh get asked for it uh as of yesterday and it was our good buddy Stephen mangold uh who's been a long time friend and fan of the pdp and Stephen tweeted at us y'all gonna do a season preview podcast and i responded <laughs> uh this reminded us to text about when we can do a <laughs> season preview podcast
3: and then <laughs> i think immediately immediately you sent me a text saying when are we Cast.
2: yeah exactly so. um so uh you know it's uh we're we're quite excited to be with you on uh this week's edition of the old pdp uh you can get in touch with the show uh purple dinosaur podcast at gmail.com before we dive in to this week's edition previewing the season anthony is laughing because he knows where we are headed we gotta bring it up
1: we have to tell
2: this story um someone did get in touch with the podcast though not through although we haven't checked the email i don't know maybe it was through the email address
3: there there could be like a thousand emails with the same (laughs) <laughs> query from this one person, the <laughs>
2: same investigative question. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I just want you to get to it and tell us the tale.
3: So I was flying back um from a wedding from my uh my wife's had a cousin who had a wedding in New Jersey in Asbury Park a couple weeks ago. And so we're flying back, and this is after the flight where we had been sitting, we got stuck with a radio issue um on the plane on the tarmac in Newark had to stay on the plane for four plus hours, about four hours between like when we're supposed to take off when we actually did take off. Neat. And that's so with like a two-year-old trying to figure that out, that was uh, not as fun as it probably could have been. Um, But to be fair, it could have been a lot worse considering he was fine. But so I'm already like, whatever I'm dying. Like want to just go home. I'm tired. I, it's a, it's a Delta flight, so I get those, or uh, it's a United flight, so internet isn't fifty dollars on the plane. It's only eight dollars. So i was like, I gotta do some work. I gotta get it done. So that was also during the Oscars when that was going on with the slap and all that. So I was finding that out as it was happening, which was wild.
1: Yeah, um, that was odd.
3: <laughs> but I'm yeah, but I'm just getting my. I get an email, checking it right. You know, flying over, you know, Kansas, and <laughs> it's it's to my personal email address, and it says which, to
2: be to be uh, up front. I don't believe you have listed anywhere, right? No, no,
3: it, no, not at all. <laughs> we so don't. That's,
2: that's weird point number one.
3: Yeah, and <laughs> I get it. And it says, the name it's from is Jason Bates. And that was very funny because we have had in our Twitter bio uh, for the longest time. For years. For years. For years. years. as of As an inside joke. Um all tweets and opinions from this account are credited to utility and fielder Jason Bates.
2: For years, for years. Like I think I put that in the account in like 2018, maybe. 2017. It's,
3: it's been a long time, a and literally, long it could have been literally any other. Remember this guy, Rocky. We just Jason Bates was a nice little utility player back I love in the mid 90s, and, and we all love Jason. I Bates. still
2: literally have an autographed headshot of Jason Bates for some reason. Like when I was in sixth grade, uh, I thought <laughs> he was awesome. He had like that one really good season. I think it was ninety six. I remember yeah. writing him in as a uh, as a, an all star selection. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Yeah.
3: So it really could have been anybody else who we put that there could have been, you know, Matt Holiday could have been John Vanderwall it does not matter. yeah um, It was just funny. It was an inside joke and we had a good time with it. <laughs> and so I get an email with the subject header just says name <laughs> and it says Anthony, please remove my name from your purple dinosaur Twitter account. Thank you. Not purple dinosaur Jason podcast.
2: <laughs> not your, your side hustle Twitter account. Not it, it was literally Jason Bates Asking us to take his name out of the Twitter bio. Uh, and you sent back a very fun, uh, oh. funny response.
3: Uh, no, I, I said, because like I totally understand this in this day. And age. I said, hey, Jason, no problem. Yeah. We're just fans. Thought it would be a funny inside joke. Totally understand why you want it removed. Consider it done. And then I was like, how do I end a, an email to Jason Bates from 35,000 feet in the air uh, when Will Smith just smacked the shit out of Chris Rock? Um, like man, hope you're well. <laughs> isn't the internet wild? Yeah, I said, hope you're well, Jason.
2: <laughs> and he never responded.
3: Oh no, he says, thanks, Anthony. I get it, all good. I have ample friends over there still. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> like he,
2: you know, his email was not hostile. He didn't no, seem no, angry no. about it. No. I think he was just like, man, nope. I should probably shut that down. Yeah, um, and,
3: and I, I totally no. understand why he would oh. want to do that. <laughs> we How we have said funny, some man. some horrid things in his name over the last few years. <laughs> just like attributed only to utility infielder jason bates
2: all the credit in the world to jason bates for being fantastic cool, guy finding yeah. uh your email address through so i really do want to know how he found your email address uh um, me too <laughs> but uh, man that is just that is hilarious uh um, yeah
3: but it was, it was just it, it was very cordial. It was all well done. And
2: yeah. you know And we're
3: all good. We're all good. So i go with Jason.
2: So our new Twitter bio now says uh opinions, those of, and then in parentheses former Rockies infielder who asked us to remove his name. Yes. Um, so hopefully he gets a good chuckle out of that. Yeah, then. I hope so. Um Jason Bates, if I, I actually Googled him uh at one point recently, like I want to say within the last year. I think he still lives in the, on the front range somewhere. Um, and, oh, wow. He is on Twitter as well. Why don't we follow him? Well, um, well now we're
3: going to. Now
2: we're going to. He is <laughs> yeah. at uh, Jason Bader 06. B-A-T-E-R. Um, and, uh, yeah. He a lives master in, of his
3: craft. That. Exactly. Yeah.
2: He is a, ma- whoa. He lives in Castle Rock. Um, and he is the head coach of the Colorado Yard Dogs, which I think is, um, you know, like a, a travel ball team, right on. Um, it was uh,
3: it was 95 actually. though, It was 95 was the, the good playoff season, year, which makes sense. 67 774 year. OPS, uh, eight home runs, 46 ribbies that year. He, and and he played, nice played th- every 355 OBP, he played That's pretty good for a guy at the bench. Uh, oh, maybe I was
2: thinking of 97 because he now nah, he only nice. played Seven, 62 two. games, yeah. He's very good at 97. He only played yeah. 62 games, but he had a 735 OPS, yeah. which for a guy who played you know every single position conceivable, at least to my my uh my weird childhood brain. Well, he played second, third in short. Um, I just thought he was the coolest man, just the coolest. Um, so big ups to Jason Bates, a guy who we have long admired and loved, <laughs> and who shares an yeah. alma mater with your wife. I did not know. He's an Arizona guy. Ah,
3: he does a U of A guy. Yeah, you're right.
2: Huh, interesting. Um, so with that, uh, we dive in to this week's edition, the season preview edition. Of the Purple Dinosaur podcast, um, if you uh, <sighs> uh, have missed the last few episodes, you haven't really missed much because we did the commercial roast, and then we did uh, nothing for like three months while baseball was in a lockdown, and then uh, now here we are. Now
1: we're uh, in protest.
3: I will say we did it in protest,
2: right, right. Yeah. And now we are. Uh, now we're here. We did an episode last week about something or other. I don't know, and. Uh, <laughs> Now we're here for the season preview episode. And I think what we're going to call this episode is weird, but fun, because that's what I think we're hoping the Colorado Rockies will be in 2022. They're going to be weird. They're probably not going to be very good. But hopefully they'll be fun. Uh, yeah. I, I tweeted yesterday from the account, um, this season is going to be weird as hell, and they're probably going to be bad. But I'll tell you one thing. I am excited to watch Chris Bryant and the lads smack some sweet old dinger-dongers at Coors this summer. That part will be fun, which is true. Like, I, I want Chris Bryant to hit a home run to the rock pile. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see him visit the party deck, both with a home run and, uh, and also maybe in person.
3: I want um, him to to rock my face into a pile.
2: Yeah, same. Um so what? Handsome. So handsome. Yes. He um,
3: he's he let's see. He's a handsome dude. Let's Let's be honest
2: yes he He's, uh, you know, especially with no more Nolan, no more Trevor story. He's no more cargo, no more yeah. cargo. He's leading in the thirst baseman category. Yeah. Um, which I stole from the, uh, the women of Rocky's Twitter uh, yes. who generally have the thirst baseman conversation. And I, I mean, no offense by, uh, by stealing your, your category, your term. Um, but uh, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking yeah. guy. I remember interviewing him in spring training um, when he was a, a a wee child At AAA i like you get lost in those eyes They're like ice blue <laughs> Very impressive <That's> um, <laughs> So uh, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do We're going to go through this team We're going to talk about what seems like it'll work And what seems like it won't We'll talk about the division That will bury them at fourth place If not worse uh, We'll give you some thoughts on the rest of baseball. Um, I don't know, man. You write up a season <laughs> preview thing every year for work. I do. So Have I, did, that, did I not send,
3: it to, no, not I send it to you yet? not yet. Not yet this oh, year. Well, I'm going to do that right now. I'm sorry, hey, buddy. What a guy. Send um, it to Jason Bates while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Jason. Here's, here's what I do for, <laughs> uh, for my job. want to see if you from, needed this. I want to see if you wanted <laughs> anything. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. No, like, I think it's going to be a, a season where you got to hope that the fun comes back a little bit. I think it could be us, you know, we could be getting less fun in our old age. And I totally understand yeah. that. Like I'm definitely getting way more cynical. I said on the last podcast, like it's hard for me to differentiate when the Rockies do something good with me being upset that they're doing good and making Dick Monfort look good. Right. And that's not healthy. Right. And I don't I don't want to keep doing that if right. I can help it, obviously. Um, but I hope this year that they can get some dudes to hit some home runs. and And what we saw last year, they can pitch a little bit. And so if they can pitch a little bit, Maybe get some more home runs, get the ball in the air and in course field, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Maybe good things can happen and we can hang around and have some good times and you know be, be better than we have been over the last few years, I guess.
2: Let's hope. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we talked about um over the last couple of seasons is like the Rockies have tried so many different things and none of them have worked. <laughs> So it's almost like at this point, just try. They're to not as bad
3: as the Angels, but like, right. yes. Yeah.
2: Right. But it's like at this point, just try to outslug everybody. Like you play in Coors Field, just embrace the weirdness. If you're going to lose, you know, 87 to 95 games every year in franchise history, just like have some fun doing it. Have Chris Bryant hit a few walk offs to win 15, 13 games. Like, who cares, man? They're not going to win. back to the basics. They're dude. never going to beat the yeah. Dodgers. Like, just do something fun.
3: Yeah, like go back to the basics. You know, throw rocks at trains. Yeah, you know, get, get some dingers. It'll it'll be fine. It'll be easier that way.
2: I was listening to an episode of uh, of Inside Conan, uh, an important Hollywood podcast, which is like a behind the scenes show about the history of of Conan O'Brien's late night run and and all of that. And they interviewed the producer who was behind um, the old timey baseball remote which is like probably conan's
3: one of the funniest sketches ever and
2: conan i guess used to just like create bits for every single writer on his show he would like tell you what you looked like what you reminded him of and he told the the writer uh who was in charge of that bit his running gag with that guy was that he uh looked like a child who threw rocks at lincoln's funeral train (laughs) Kevin Dorf is the, is the writer. If you Google Kevin Dorff, uh, you've You're seen like, oh, yeah. in the office. He was like always in sketches on Conan. Uh, but yeah, he looked like a child who threw rocks at Lincoln's funeral. Train. And then he grew up to be one of the men who sat on like crossbeams in like 1920s New York, eating a, <laughs> eating a sandwich out of a hard pail, a lunch pail. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, go back to throwing rocks at trains is what we're saying. Not yeah. like a funeral train, but you know. Yeah. Other-
3: like you got some guys who could hit some home runs. You got Chris Bryant now. You got CJ Cronin had a nice year. Elias Diaz, one of the better power hitters among catchers at his position. Um, continued breakouts for Brendan Rogers. Rabbit Man's gonna hit twenty to thirty bombs. Hopefully, you have to imagine Randall Gritch hits the ball in the air. Sam Hilliard can only hit home runs, basically. Like you got Chuck. Chuck's still there. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck can the, do things, I guess. Like, a, uh, got, you know, you got the DH now.
2: There's so, a I'm, a spot for Charlie Blackman. The one days. thing
3: that I am definitely looking forward to the most this year is because we've said it for a long time that the DH would help the Rockies. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's actually going to be the case or if the extra hitter is going to just punish their pitching staff.
2: Yeah. Now that is true. The, uh, the circumstance with being able to get Charlie Blackman's bat in the lineup while not having to put him out there defensively, that's good. Super. Yes. But then you look at a team like the Dodgers and it's like, Oh, what 12 time <laughs> all-star where the Dodgers going to roll out there as a, as a designated hitter. Max
3: Muncie, right. right. Max exactly. Muncie, dude, like, um, that's what it's going to be. He's, He went from being like the the biggest Rocky killer to just now being a DH. And he can just like, that's all he has to do now is just take walks and hit bombs. And then they got Freddie Freeman playing first base now. Yeah, now they have Freddie Freeman. It's super, super great.
2: Also, there was a, uh, a, this is a different story, but um, evidently there was an an interview given by um, one young star, Ronald Acuna Jr.,
3: yeah, we're, about, we're, getting, we're getting salty already Yeah,
2: he did not so, apparently so like, like Freddie Freeman And, yeah. uh, and vice versa um, He uh, Gave an interview to uh, An outlet With uh, uh, Latin American journalist Jansen Pujols And uh, Alden Gonzalez of ESPN Translated this section About Freddie Freeman And uh, the, the journalist asked uh, Ronald Acuna, quote, what are you going to miss the most About Freddie Freeman? And Ronald Acuna responded Me? Nothing <laughs> and Poole said, "You didn't talk to him." And Acuna said, "No." And the guy said, "You guys weren't close." And Acuna said, "We were close in that we shared the same stadium,
3: which, <laughs> which is hilarious." <laughs> like, like, that's a very funny response. To we we're that close that in that
2: Ramacuna. we yeah. shared proximity together. Uh, but yeah, now in Freddie that Freeman we both is breathe uh, oxygen. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're close in that we're both human beings. um Freddie Freeman now with the Dodgers, though, like that could just not be more annoying for Rockies fans. Oh, obviously,
3: you know? yeah. I mean. Considering, so you know, we, we, we've worked with Freddie. Yeah. You know, we, we, we know who he is. Yeah. We 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 like Freddie. Fun guy.
2: Well, Acuna doesn't. He does not. So I guess, you know, we've already kind of encapsulated like what to think about the Rockies this year, which doesn't really lend itself to like hardcore deep analysis. Um, because I don't think Thank the Rockies are gonna be yeah. very good, but I do think there's the potential for them to be fun. Yeah. So that's that's good, you know? Maybe it's like uh, when you love something, let it go. Maybe it's one of those.
3: What is your situations. your best and worst-case scenarios in terms of win total this year for the Rockies?
2: I think best-case scenario, they're uh, around uh, 80 wins, 78 to 80 wins, best-case yeah. scenario. Um, worst-case scenario, I still don't think they'll lose 100 games. I think the lineup no. is talented enough to, to no. keep them in. Um, but I could see them losing 95. You know, yeah. I
3: think there's a good 65 to 80 win range there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's both the, the best uh potential um for uh how the season plays out. I just so, don't yeah. like you know there's there are folks who evidently think like, well, the, the Rockies are the, the bullpen hangs in there. This is a playoff team.
3: Like, no. What? Have you seen <laughs> Sorry, literally
2: anyone else in this division?
3: Listen, I, I'm rooting hard for those guys. That's great. Uh, no, no. <laughs> so, sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you're, I yeah, just... your
3: bullpen's still like, you don't really know who's going to be closing games. You got three guys who could be closers and Bard and Estevez and Colome, who have not really been good the last yeah. year or so. You got, you know, Chasine still there, but then you got like Tyler Kinley and Justin Lawrence and Jordan Sheffield and... Ashton Godot, like, all these guys who just have never really put it together consistently at all. Yeah, right. You got Ty Ty Blach. Blach. You know, uh, Denver guy, right, I believe, right? Isn't he, he is. He is. Product? Ty Blach. Yeah, Ty Blach. So he's there too, cool. Like, but, I dude, there's, there's not a lot of great signs for this bullpen. And, you know, Scott Oberg, you, you can't really count on him at all anymore, obviously. It's, you know, because he's just... He's still trying to work his way back, right? I mean, right. It's not right. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. And I don't think anything is guaranteed with him anymore. I think, right. I think it's a, we have moved to the stage of will this ever happen again, right? For him. Um, yeah. But you got like,
3: like Lucas Gilbreth and Robert Stevenson were both on the COVID list start the year. Like, yeah. But uh, do you really count on them? Like, right. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, the the I, bullpen's still pretty bad.
2: Yeah. Um, Fangraphs has the Rockies projected for the second fewest wins in baseball this year, tied with the Pirates and ahead of only the Orioles. Which I I don't believe, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I don't we, think we this team is that, yeah. they've got the they've got the D backs and the A's with one more win. I, the I don't know how you can fathom that personally. But the A's have I, I think the A's are just signing people off the street at this stage. Um and the D backs are awful. Sorry, Nicole. The D backs yeah. are awful.
3: Yeah, I, I don't understand like the, I think the what's 69 and a half was the win total that given for most of the for the Rockies this year for a lot of places. And that's, that's fair. I think that's an easy over to hit personally, yeah. but I I, and yeah, I don't see how people could possibly think the D-backs could be finished better than the Rockies. The Pirates could finish better than the Rockies. What, what are they smoking? The Pirates could be better than the Rockies this year. Yeah. Because um, they signed Brian Hayes, like uh, no, dude, like, like O'Neal, he, he was already going to be there, there
2: at yeah, six but, foot seven.
3: Yeah, I mean, good for them, but nah, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, eh, like, the Reds
3: aren't trying this year at all. Not at all.
2: Not at all. Which is weird. Like the Reds definitely had a window that I felt yeah. was opening, and then they just gave up on it.
3: Yeah, it was open. Like very it, weird. <laughs> it legitimately was open. That in, is a very there's... weird franchise. Yeah, but do, do, do the, are the Nationals going to win games this year? Like Yeah, I
2: yeah. I, yeah. Fangraphs has the uh, the projected uh regular season wins leader in baseball. As Los Angeles Dodgers, they would be the sure. only team uh the only team from last year to win 100 games. There would not be a single team this year to win 100 games according to the Fangraphs projections for this year. They've got the Dodgers at 94 and 68. Uh, one game better than Atlanta at 93 and 69 and two games better than the new trendy pick. I feel like to win the world series, the Toronto blue Jays, they've got the blue Jays in 92 and 70.
3: That gives me the most pause about the blue Jays is that everybody's picking the blue Jays. To everybody's to jumping on that bandwagon A. right now. Yeah. Series this year. And, that always gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, they just, I mean, they are loaded, but it's also one of those circumstances where you're relying on a lot of guys who are still super young. I mean, I, I know I Matt Jays, Zod, yeah. I know Vlad is a stud. <clears throat> I know Bo Bichette is a stud, um, but uh, these are young dudes. These are really young guys. And yes, they've experienced a lot of winning coming up. They're obviously uber talented, um, but it just kind of makes you worry a little bit about a trendy team when uh they don't have a lot of experience yet
3: well the, um, the best part though is that they can play a lot of home games without a bunch of the unvaccinated dudes in toronto it's great right
2: Right, exactly that'll be terrific
3: there'll be no Aaron um, judge and, yeah, there'll in be toronto like half and half no, the yankees oh, uh, will be yeah. there. it'll be great half the yankees half the red sox that'll be, be it just be, it's just xander bogart's and apparently trevor story now yeah, that was one of that was one of the ways he was able to be signed. Right? That was one of the conditions of his signing yes. with the big contract with the Red Sox was that he get vaccinated.
2: Trevor Story almost lost one hundred and forty plus million dollars because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Can you imagine? And they said like, "Well, if you don't do this, we will not sign you to this deal." And so, yeah. of course, he did. But like, can you imagine even attempting to take that stand over a hundred 140, over one hundred and forty four dollars? I would get the right. vaccine.
3: Yeah. Like, what? If you gave me a check for 144 bucks and said, "Get this vaccine," I'd be like, "Sure, put whatever you want
2: in a heartbeat." <laughs> um, yeah. So, I oh. don't know. um, G-
3: good for Trevor for accepting
2: it. Yeah. Guess?
1: something like that.
2: Uh, sure so they uh of course have the rockies projected to finish dead last in the national league west this year um they've got the dodgers then Fangraphs is projecting the san diego padres for a bounce back the padres of course last year finished a spectacular 79 and 83 uh the giants of course with one more win than the dodgers i think i said the dodgers were the only 100 win team in baseball last year of course they were not uh the the giants with the 107 win season last year they've got the giants coming way back to earth at 85 and 77 i saw have No idea how the Giants did that last year. I don't think the Giants have any idea how they did it last year. But they've got the Diamondbacks making an 18 game improvement this year from 52 and 110. The Diamondbacks finished 22 wins. Worse than the Rockies last year. They had 52 wins. The Rockies had 74 and they've got the Diamondbacks finishing a game above the Rockies this year. If you had me pick out a huge move that the Diamondbacks made this year in order to get better, I would not be able to. uh,
3: Mark Melanson.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the thing. (laughs) They're like, well, that's that's good for 18 more wins. What? No,
3: they they just handed out money to Ketel Marte and Merrill Kelly, but like. Marte's great, Merrill Kelly, whatever, but that, there's nothing else on their team that terrifies you in the slightest. No,
2: not at all. And that's a 110 loss team.
3: I, I get like the progression to the meme. Like, hey, they're not gonna no one's ever gonna project. Right, they're not a gonna team lose to 110 games. games again. Right. But
2: God almighty, to get 18 more wins out of that roster?
3: I don't, uh, I don't see it. I do I not see, see that. Um yeah, sorry, I, honey. She's she's right here. Sorry, honey. Uh, I don't sorry, see the D backs winning 18 more games this year. Good last Sorry, year. Nicole. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Um, The Rockies, you know, regressing by five games. Yeah, I'd buy that. Um, sure. You know, you signed Jose Iglesias to replace Trevor Story. Uh, Like that alone probably feels like it's going to cost you two or three. Uh, You know, Chris Bryant is going to be fun. It'll be fun to have yep. around. Sure, fine, whatever. But just think about what happens to the Rockies if Herman uh, Marquez – or Kyle Freeland, or uh, you know, any at one time maybe quality option in the bullpen goes down. Yeah, you know, like they just they have no depth. Your their number three is Antonio Sensatella, who you know his ceiling I think is a, well is probably more like a number four or number five. Yeah, and then it's Austin Gomber, who was fine last year, yeah. but then so like flashes. Yeah. Add cool. I don't know. Peter Lambert is hurt uh, again.
3: And so is Ryan Rollison. So Ryan, Ryan Rolison is going to be on the aisle for the first, what, two months, 60-day IL to begin the season. Yeah, yeah. And it's not looking great there.
2: So it's just like uh, you know. I don't think Alex Colomay is
3: saving this team.
2: Uh, I don't I don't think Robert Stevenson, is also hurt. I don't think Robert Stevenson's saving this team. You know. Robert
3: Lewis Stevenson.
2: Robert Lewis Stevenson. Um, they call a press to, conference, do, right? Yo, they they, they did, they, him? they certainly did. They certainly oh, the did. They acquired him. Uh, hmm. you know, I, yeah, and I just don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the logic. Oh, yeah, and, and, oh, the, the, the bullpen and the holds out. This is the
3: triple A, the triple A rotation is like Ryan Feltner, Zach Lee, Dylan Overton, Brandon yeah. Gold, Zach Neal, like guys you're not no counting on. No, basically. Zach Lee
2: has been in the minors for he was a former Dodgers prospect, yeah. He's been uh,
3: forever. Exactly, he's been with a 30. lot of teams. Yeah, he's
2: thirty. Yeah, he was in the A system. So was Dylan Overton.
3: Yeah, Zach um, Neal's thirty-three.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they really—they <laughs> got him Rockies, from Japan. The Rockies seem. This is always the Rockies' problem: is the Rockies are able to develop an upper echelon of prospects um, that generally can graduate and make an impact, but their herd is so thin that they never have the depth or the numbers to be able to sustain things long-term. You look at the Dodgers, and, you know, yes, the, the Dodgers are obviously an outlier in what they do, how they develop, the deep pockets they have. They have everything. How that franchise has won one World Series in the last 30, now 30, what, four years is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, you look at their their first uh, round selection from 2020, Bobby Miller. Uh, Bobby Miller struck out Shohei Otani on 101 at the knees the other day. Yep. Like they just, they find and develop everybody and they got him with the 29th overall pick in 2020, well, and you know, they, like yeah, that's not they, a top five talent
3: no, and th- that guy's going to be a stud. They can turn Max Muncie and Chris Taylor into dudes getting, you know, hundred million dollar extensions, exactly. like becoming all-stars. They you know, are they can, just so can, much they better. They draft at, well. Everything on the margins. Well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their international signings are always brilliant. Um, Yeah, that's that's the difference is they when you look at the at the Dodgers, the back end of the Dodgers top 30 prospects are guys that other organizations would probably have in their top 10. You know, Um, (laughs) that's that's, what's
3: so crazy about this last run. They've had the last 10 years where they've won all the or NL West title. They had the one World Series win, but that was just in the pandemic season. Like every other year, so- something goes wrong somewhere down the line, and yeah. they don't end up winning the World Series, yeah. whether it be nefarious or just bad luck. Right. Something always goes wrong, which at some point, that's that is more the standard. Something always yes. happens because, yeah, they won the title in 2020. Are we going to look at that the same way we look at? titles when we go farther into the future probably not right not they didn't have to to travel more in a more difficult path in the actual postseason that year they had more a different series they had to play and all that stuff and that's fine but 60 game season yeah that not the same
2: it's not um and the fact that they have only won that one since we were infants is i mean i i don't know i don't you know yesterday we're talking on the minor league podcast about Um, what is your odds on favorite to win the world series this year? And I said, like, I didn't pick them, but I was like, I don't know how anybody picks against the Dodgers. Everything about them is well done. Everything. Yeah. And the fact that they have one, uh, world series title since 1988 is baffling to me. Yep. Um, you know, now we will see if, uh, this year turns the the narrative a bit. But even like, you know, the there was a thing on uh, Twitter somewhere. I think it was an MLB tweet or maybe an MLB network tweet. But it was like, you know, will this year uh, finally give us the, the startings of a Dodgers dynasty? Yeah, which like and it's uh, like they've won one World Series title in a shortened season. Right now, yeah. the Dodgers are slightly, slightly better than the 90s Braves. Yeah, I don't even know if they're slightly better. They've each won I, one I, World I, Series. The Braves did it in a full-length yeah. season.
3: Be- beating like an all-time... I mean, they, they won their World Series in a shortened season, too, technically. It was only 144 games that year, uh, but it was more than 60.
2: Right, that's true. That was 95. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was way more than 60. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, man. It's very strange. Um, but that team, I mean, you look at them, and then you look at the Rockies, and it's, it's like... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's the Simpsons episode where Bart brings his rickety milk crate to the downhill derby and Martin is there in a rocket ship like it's. (laughs) And yes, I know Martin goes off the course and he crashes and whatever. But it's just like, that's
3: the rock kind of accurate. Sometimes
2: (laughs) the Rockies show up in like a tricked out like 94 Honda Civic and they're going against teams that have actual Formula One cars. That's the Rockies.
3: Well, it would help if they had an analytics department that was on par with the rest of the league. But uh, what they, fired the guy? Guy. They, they fired that guy. They fired that guy they hired September.
2: Oh, right, 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 right. It was like two months into his job.
3: So that's good. And then they were
2: like, yeah, we're not going to fill that position. Um, so that's good, too. Um, so, I the okay, let me ask you these uh, three things. The thing that you were most excited about with this team, the thing uh-huh. that you were most okay. wary of with this team okay. – and uh, the thing that could surprise you most about this team,
3: I'm more excited uh, just to see Chris Bryant, man. It's, I mean, it's it, he's a guy that does all the things well that the Rockies haven't done well over the last few years. He takes yeah. walks, he gets home runs, he gets on base. Um, I'm excited to see what he looks like in this lineup. Physically, uh, yeah, I just, I, I want to see like. I want to see him with his shirt off in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> what? What?
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where Whoa! Whoa! Go whoa from? Hey,
3: hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I want to see what, like, what he does with this team. I want to see if... Because so few free agents who have come to the Rockies over the last however many years have been game changers. Yeah. And he is a guy who could be a game changer based on the talent level that he possesses. This isn't Ian Desmond. This isn't right. Daniel Murphy. Right. We're like guys guys who had a, a nice season before getting some money based on what they could do at Coors Field. No, this is a guy who's in his prime, really... Yeah. Getting a lot of money, more money than the Rockies have ever given out before uh, for a free agent and a chance to be sitting in the middle of that lineup. I want to see what he can do. I think this it's a very interesting move that the Rockies made out of nowhere and I want to see how it can actually work for them.
2: Yeah. Um, I think we can all agree, even if the signing really makes no sense other than like, well, we got to sell tickets somehow. Um, at least the Chris Bryant thing, at least they gave money to a player that deserves it. Yes, you know, like at yeah. least they signed a guy who is is a, a household name in baseball, um, hits the ball a million miles. They're only asking him to come in and rake, like yeah, not, yeah. I mean they're not asking Chris Bryant to come in and like, oh, he's gonna be a catcher now or some other yeah, bizarre right. nonsense right. like they would do in recent seasons. Like, at least. If we can't give them anything, we can give them that. Um, You know, Bill Schmidt is is a guy who is learning on the job, essentially, how to be a major league general manager. But he he does seem to have validated – all of our thoughts that like it's not quite as complicated as the last guy was making it. Like yes. you can go out and just look at a good player and go, "Hey, here's a bunch of money. Do you want to play for my team?" Yes. And not like, uh, what if we go under the radar and we pick up this guy and he's and make him this twelve yeah. different spots because versatility and blah blah blah. Like the, you know,
3: they would literally sign Will Myers and put him back at catcher like he right. was exactly. in the Carolina League with us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bryce Harper
3: like Bryce yeah, Harper right. was a
2: catcher in high school. I bet he could do it again. Um, so we're going to make some moves.
3: That. We're going to sign Tom Brady <laughs> to be a catcher. Former, former Expos prospect, Tom Brady. Like,
2: if nothing else, at least they gave the money to somebody deserving and fun this time around. Yes. And not like, you know, they're going to be paying off Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy from now until the heat death of the universe, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Okay, so I cut you off. So what so you're most excited
3: about, so most, most yeah, wary most of. Most wary, uh, it's, I mean, it's got to be the bullpen, right? I mean, it's, yeah. there's there's no margin for error. And a lot of guys who we've seen and just really are, aren't it, you know? Yeah. Or like, we'll be it for a week and then not it for two weeks. Right. Which is right. kind of what we're used to at this point. Yeah. I think the, the, the lineup, I think, is okay. I think it's better than it has been over the last few years. When which is really great. They, they've been a, a bottom five lineup in the National League since 2019. Yeah. And, and that is no joke. Uh, and bottom five, n- not, not in runs and not in team average. Right. And things that actually matter. Things that like, matter. Like, yeah, things like, like exit velocity and home runs, like 11th in the National home runs in the last three years. Like, come on, guys. Like, like they, they, they don't hit the ball well, don't hit it hard, don't hit well with well runners on. They don't walk, they chase a lot. Yeah. Like,
2: they really have somehow built we always thought the conventional wisdom was always like, you could throw nine guys out there and at least they're going to be able to score runs. You just know they're going to hit. They really over the last few years have somehow figured out the formula for fielding a terrible offense at Coors field, which we did not consider as a possibility,
3: but, but all like the, the, you know, like, Oh, but they're, they're third in the league in runs in that time. Right. Dude, of course they are. They're at Coors field. Right. Like imagine if you actually tried to have a good offense who's actually good at what they are supposed to be doing. Yeah, what everywhere supposed to be good at everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's so that's a big thing. I think the I think the uh, the lineup is going to be much improved. The rotation I think is fine. I, I think as long as no one gets hurt, which always happens. No one never gets hurt in baseball. Like the the five they're going into the season with at least four of those I'm at the very least comfortable with setting out through every fifth day. Chad Cool, I don't know, whatever. That's he's a whatever. Yeah, I think that's fine. It's the bullpen is terrifying. There, there's nobody there that you can really count on.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't know. What was yeah, the third that's, one? That's
2: unsettling. What could yeah. surprise you most?
3: I mean, is it is it Ezekiel Tovar? Is he is it somebody coming up from the minor leagues this year and being like, oh, okay, like yeah, I could be, like, could be. C- considering like the the shortstop position right now is not. Anything, yeah, <laughs> it is. Jose, Iglesias. it is a stopgap. And Jose,
2: yeah, he's a, he's a stopgap. You know, when when we uh, all of us on on Rocky's Twitter looked at that and kind of scratched our heads um it is important to put into context the fact they signed him to a one-year deal like is Jose Iglesias an exciting piece to add to this offense or defense no not at all but they're also not looking at him as a long-term solution either uh Ezekiel Tovar who they signed in 2017 um he had a terrific spring training uh a guy who over his minor league career has been a pretty steady performer last year uh he played at what was then known as low A and is now known as single A, uh, and then made the jump up to high A. Now he did struggle with Spokane, 287, 322, 475 was his overall slash line, but at high A, he was 239, 266, 396, so he really struggled there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after a philosophy, a, a, wo- a wonderful spring. Yeah, terrific yeah. spring. Uh, yeah. He's going to start in double A. Uh, yeah, so maybe we get a look at him. I doubt we'll see yeah. him in the big leagues this year. He's only yeah. twenty, but yeah, that's you know, are those the things that that are the surprises for this?
3: Right? Game? Yeah, who's gonna pop like somewhere else? Like I was because Rockies, I feel like haven't had someone do that in a minute. Yeah, um, that was like someone you're you're counting on, like Connor Joe having a nice season last year. C.J. Crone, okay, but they were veteran guys. Like good yeah. for them for doing well, but like someone yeah, that the they Rockies prospect, actually drafted developed. Up. Right. I mean, what is. Could it be Michael Tolia? I I, I don't know. It's someone who could come up now, and what sucks now for guys like that that we've we've had over the last you know twenty years for the Rockies, your Ryan Sheelys, your Joe these right. guys who were blocked right. at first base by Todd Helton with the DH. Now there's going to be at bats available for guys like that if they start hitting well at Albuquerque or whatever, and so there's more of a chance for a Rockies hitting prospect to come up and actually make a change. But when was the last one that actually? really truly came up and was a difference maker yeah as a his as a hitter of the Rockies drafted and developed who was the last one that came up and really made a difference Trevor was it trevor story <laughs> <laughs> I mean Garrett Hampson has Travers, been yeah has been, Garrett nice.
2: been very good um uh, nice. but Garrett Hampson is a is He's a, a versatile a, guy, a versatile piece. He's not a guy. He's you pop. You're going to yeah. pencil him into the lineup. He's going to be your your three hole or your five hole or your six right. whatever guy every single day. He hasn't been bad.
3: And that was 2016 when story came up. Right. So it, it has been a minute that they've they've whiffed on a number of hitting prospects in that time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think that's good. Um, One other piece that I think uh, people should keep their eye on this year is the guy who was the prospect return in the Nolan Arenado trade, and that's Elris Montero, uh, who has already started with Albuquerque so far. But last year between Hartford and Albuquerque, 278, 360, 889, he hit uh, 28 homers combined between those two levels. We'll see him this year, and we'll find out if he is a guy who is a future full-time corner infielder at the major league level. Will he – unseat Ryan McMahon or move Ryan McMahon across the diamond, will he unseat CJ Krohn? Um, I think it's more likely that they're going to give him a lot of opportunities at first base um, where you've got CJ Crone, And obviously he had a great year last year, but if you're looking for somebody more long-term um, is Montero going to be the guy who you test there throughout the, the remainder of this season. Um, and yeah, is Ryan Rollison going to be able to, to get healthy and get it figured out this year? Uh, last year pitched at four different levels and dealt with some injury issues and all that. But he pitched a couple of games in rookie ball, one for Spokane, three for Hartford, and then made 10 starts with Albuquerque over, I believe, a few different stints. And the numbers there were really not good. A 591 ERA, opponents at 280 against him. His whip was 1.47. He only struck out uh, 45, well, 45 and 45 and two-thirds innings. So not hugely disappointing on the K numbers. Um, But, yeah, this is – it's certainly not a make or break year for Ryan Rolson. He's twenty-four, but Ryan Rolson's also been in the system for a while.
3: Oh, and they also drafted him because he was gonna be a fast right. Frizer, that was that was which the thing. Always happens, right? That that yeah. always works out, Casey yeah. Weathers.
2: Um, they took him in 2018. Yeah, exactly. The the long and illustrious picks of collegiate pitchers, uh, who the Rockies have thought, wow, well, that guy will certainly be here quickly and making a big impact. And you know, some of them did. Kyle Freeland, Kyle Freeland and John yeah, Gray, right. and
3: Tyler Anderson came pretty quickly. Tyler Anderson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there have been uh, equal amounts of non-successful stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's you know on the on the excitement side, it's obviously the same thing. Like being able to see a lineup that hopefully. One through, you know, seven, I guess, uh, gives you some hope of of being able to make a big moment happen from day to day. You know, do I trust Connor Joe being an everyday big leaguer? Connor Joe was a great story last year. I also feel like people will probably solve Connor Joe at some point. I think people will probably solve CJ Crone again uh, at some point, but those guys, you know, they've got the ability uh, to be threats in the lineup. Obviously, we love... Uh, Garrett Hampson has another option in the lineup but yeah is Brendan Rodgers going to continue his development Uh Elias Diaz has been fun to watch does Dom Nunez take a step forward this year you kind of get the feeling those guys are keeping the seat warm for Drew Romo uh, who the Rockies took in the first round um, but is still only 20 years old Um, you know Ryan McMahon obviously we love and he signed an extension is going to be around forever Uh Chris Bryant is Chris Bryant we'll see what the season looks like for him could he be the first Rockies player in a bajillion years to hit 40 homers in a season um you know charlie blackman as we discussed randall gritchick is kind of an interesting piece because like you said you're getting a guy who at least hits the ball in the air which is something that Rimel tapia never was able to end up
3: doing literally 70 percent ground ball rate yeah. for tapia. Um,
2: like one of the worst in baseball
3: oh it, it was it was the the highest in baseball worst is relative highest in baseball yes. yeah
2: um it's uh Yeah. They just have, they have a lot of guys where you think like, well, if it all goes right, that guy could be interesting. Um, And that I think is kind of the, the thing about this team. Like you're crossing your fingers on a lot of different pieces with this team. Um, The thing that most worries me, you know, you know what you have in one, two and three in this rotation, Austin Gomber, again, last year was, was very good. My worry is, If we see a regression from, let's say, Kyle Freeland, uh, who has definitely had his ups and his downs. Last year was fine. Good, yeah. Um, But, you know, if we get back to 2019 Kyle Freeland, uh, this team is in deep trouble because they cannot rely on the bullpen to bail out. It's funny, we talked about Jason Bates earlier. They cannot think of this team uh as the 95 rockies where when the rotation struggled that bullpen was lights out uh they don't have that this year so my worry is if the rotation falters then all of a sudden a bullpen that looks questionable at best then becomes a glaring night in night out problem
3: right so
2: (sighs) yeah there's that and you know the surprise thing I don't know. I mean, can the Rockies hang around 78 wins and finish third in the division? Like I, I do think that the Giants are gonna come back to earth. I do think the Diamondbacks are gonna be bad. I still don't know how much I believe in the Padres after last year. Now, obviously, getting Bob Melvin is I think that's the biggest acquisition. The uh, I I think
3: so too. I think Bob Melvin is a terrific manager. And such I think a there's a difference maker. It, yeah, and I think they were they were playing as I'm going to sound like Alex Rodriguez here. They were playing JV with the manager right. for a long time. Right. And with Jace Tingler and all the yeah. Andy Green guys who are, you know, Pat Murphy, uh, these guys aren't major league managers. Yeah. They, they don't know how to treat guys with respect. They, you know, and I think Bob Melvin is a guy who commands respect, doesn't have to try to earn it like those, those guys, like Jace Tingler did, or like Andy Green did. Right. You know, so I think you automatically get him in the clubhouse and the, the tone of the entire clubhouse shifts. Right. Right, and If they get rid of Eric Hosmer, then they're going to be fine. <laughs> wow. But if the they way, keep playing Eric Hosmer every day, that no, that's that would a be problem.
2: Um, by the way, I'm just looking at Twitter. Did you realize that the Cabrian Hayes extension is the largest contract in Pirates franchise history?
3: Yeah. Dude, the, Eight the years Ra- and $70 million. The Jose Ramirez extension was the largest contract given by an, an Indians or Guardians franchise wow. by double. It doubled it. Holy
2: crap that's insane and you know like we like we say we have never ever uh said that the Rockies are cheap they're just not good at spending their money no
3: they don't um, spend their money wisely in the slightest
2: so that's yeah that's kind of where i'm where i'm sitting with the surprise thing can they make a little bit of noise and finish you know above fourth place in the division i doubt it Um, especially because of the Bob Melvin piece in San Diego, I think the Padres are going to be improved because of that. I don't know how much to trust the Padres as of yet. No, no Tatis
3: for a couple months, right for a couple months.
2: Um, yeah, so they are a team that's a a little confusing. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't see the giants doing what they did last year. Uh, the, the Dodgers obviously are, are going to be the Dodgers, um, so, can the Rockies be surprising and make a little bit of noise? Yeah. I think that's, you know, uh, if, no,
3: if know. If even for a few months, that's right. all.
2: Right. Um, so, you know, we are. time, I think? Yeah. I think it is SPDP time. Let's do it. Hit it, John Snodgrass. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: plus Psst.
1: Hey. Hey, I got a Do you have questions? I have an answer for you. Go get your questions, ask the purple. Dot.
2: John Snodgrass, world's nicest human being. Um, he wants to send us beer. He emailed us and he wants to send us beer. And I, for one, am going to let him.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, I, already, <laughs> I already sent that out. I said, quick, please. I need beer in my house. Uh, he also I,
1: asked I, I have us no more when... money. Left.
3: I, I have no money. It, it, I, I own a house now. I have no more money. Sorry.
2: He also asked us when we are going to uh, see him.
3: That's a and, great question.
2: And uh, you, I don't know when you're going to be out here.
3: <laughs> uh, and neither I've do got, you face on I've that, I've got no idea. Yes. <laughs> um, like I said, I have no more money. M- money is not a thing that I have anymore. That's true. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, never for you. I'm but hoping I'll see to John. do it at least some points.
2: I'll see John yes. at some point soon. I'm also hoping to see a friend of the show, Adam Caten Holland, who is performing at Comedy Works South in a couple of weeks. And I'm hoping to, uh, to see him there and um, give him the hard sell on being my friend. Because I I, Cause I stalk you, him. You need a friend on Instagram and, and Twitter relentlessly because he's hilarious <laughs> and a Rockies fan and the coolest dude. And I do need a friend because I'm 36 and who has friends at 36? Like much. How, how do you
3: even make a new friend?
2: I have no idea. I have no idea. So before we get into Ask PDP, last uh, was that last week? No, it was Monday. So I sold my house. I closed on a different house. I'm living in a different house. But I sold my house on Monday. It was the closing for the house I was selling. Right. So. Um, The the buyer was actually a coworker of my realtor. And I had met her once before because my realtor was out of town. So this girl who ended up buying my house had shown me another place like several months ago. Um, So after the closing, she was like, we should all go get a a celebratory drink. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. So it's like me, my realtor, the buyer, her boyfriend, a few of her friends showed up. And she was telling me a story. One of her friends who came, she was telling me that they became friends because uh the buyer of my house had previously uh worked as a hairstylist and cut this other girl's hair and that's how they became i was like you became friends that way i haven't made a new friend since i was like 22 how you just made a friend through how
3: do you even do what? that Just like you're like hey sports right Huh? huh? Do you like huh? the things that what? i like Sports and just like hide behind a desk and see who looks like. What, what, what do you do? I don't get it.
2: You, yeah, you just go into a crowded mall and like yell out your interests and see if anybody <laughs> comes That's up the, to it you. Like, it's
3: like, hey, okay. <laughs> I also like the sharper image,
2: I like those things too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know, I got no idea how to make friends. Uh, but John Snodgrass, he's a friend to you, me, and all And all uh, of us.
3: Let's he's uh, everybody's buddy,
2: let's kick this thing off, man. Let's dive in. Yeah. Um, with, uh, the first submission to our question, which is, uh, from our buddy at Tyler Q in Utah, whose Twitter name is now Tyler beat 19 because TQ had uh, COVID and, uh, thankfully he is okay. Now he asks, quote, what are your top three favorite Food Network personalities?
3: Okay, this is a pretty easy one. Uh because Tyler and I go back and forth uh talking about Food Network because you you know, we watch it a lot. It's it's background noise, it's good background noise. Um, I, I'm I'm a big Guy Fieri guy because he is like the, the the greatest uh background noise evergreen show Maven of all time. Um and like I and love also, about
2: guy Fier, I, he, he, there's
3: that, no there's no pretense he, he is exactly what
2: you he's think exactly he is. What he, yeah. he is a living family guy bit because he went yes. from being funny to being weird and like the butt of everybody's joke to back to being beloved and funny like he just yeah, outlasted and, 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 all of the haters
3: he and he, he really like and he does a lot of good work for yeah he's like, like a very good restaurant is a very a, a philanthropic guy like yeah. he's a very good guy um then uh, i'm also a big bobby flay guy uh okay. I came around to Bobby Flay a lot because Bobby Flay, you know, he's he was like one of the first like celebrity chefs kind of thing, where he's right. this like you know, arrogant New Yorker and blah blah blah. But then you watch his shows and you like I think the one I specifically saw was when he and Giada de Laurentis, who I very much don't like, um, went to Italy and he was just like this really big dork, and he was such a giant nerd, and you really felt like this is who he was, and you really like. Attached yourself to him it was very very fun to see him in that kind of element because he was just nerding out about all the processes they do of how they make the food and the gelato and everything and and jada was running around like a third year italian tea yeah, like overpronouncing words and it was, it was very odd and i did not like her can, can um, i
2: can i tell you something can go I on Floppy bay
3: that's a pretty good one actually <laughs> it's, it sounds like uh like a lake in ireland
2: oh floppy bay flobby bay, <laughs> flobby bay.
3: <laughs> um the other one uh in that same vein is uh michael simon who's a, a greek chef from cleveland he's one of bobby's bobby Flay's friends and uh and he's just I, I like him a lot he's very funny um he's you know he has a lot of similar uh interests as like my family and everything i grew up in cleveland and has all the 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 associations there, so I like him a lot. Okay. Uh, the one I hate the most is Molly Ye. I very much dislike her. She she talks to everybody like she's four years old. I don't know her. Uh, don't worry about it. She's okay. not great. I I just want to say on the record, I dislike Molly Ye. I call her Molly Yeh because I don't like her uh, so much.
2: I see what you did. That's right. That's right. I see what you did there. Um, I don't watch the Food Network because it makes me too hungry.
3: Yeah, like that's a legitimate problem. Oh, it's it's totally fair. Yeah.
2: Um, Also, here's a here's a thing that I don't uh, know about. You always have the the Clint Hurdle Luca Brasi tweet like on (laughs) like on speed dial, and I don't know how you find it because I'm trying. I don't either.
3: I I, I wonder if I can find it. Uh, Let's see. Because
2: I'm I'm trying to add something to it. Um okay, well, we'll we'll get to that. Uh yeah, but I can't watch a food network, it makes me it makes me like uncomfortably hungry. If I'm going to watch it, I have to watch it after I've just eaten, but I still think like that's what I should eat next time. I should go to that place soon. I will say that anytime I go to a new city, like a new travel destination, I look up what the diners, drive ins, and dives locations were in that city. Oh,
3: totally. It's the best. And when I find when I'm like, oh, I did it, I did it, I found one guy yeah. was here.
2: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
3: um, All right, uh, let's do. Uh, from speaking of Clint Hurdle, from our, our pal uh, Josh likes comics and baseball. Uh, Josh, another he's, long time pal. Since, since he was the one who spoke Clint Hurdle GM into existence, he says, "Over under, how many years Schmidt lasts before Clint Hurdle is the rightful GM?" <sighs> Man.
2: I will say this. I don't think Clint Hurdle wants to be a GM. I think Clint Hurdle just wants like kind of a a prestigious baseball position and then some checks until retirement. Like he's sixty four. Um, not to say that that's you know, old or anything.
1: Fold.
2: But yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just don't. I don't know. Although it looks like Bill Schmidt is sixty three, so that's great. Um, I I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure that I think Clint Hurdle is angling for it. But if he is, I give it like a season and a half, like this year and then midway into next year. He'll take over on the day that he was fired as manager. That'll be the day that he gets hired as general
3: manager. <laughs> right, exactly. Be that.
2: Um, hey, I just got a text from your buddy and mine, J.P. Morosi. Hey, That's what's fantastic. J.P. up to? Uh, he is uh, a guy who I connect with on both baseball and college hockey. And today... Du hockey playing Michigan in the Frozen Four, so he just texted, "Happy Opening Day, Happy Frozen Four.
3: Wow, big day! <laughs> it's a big
2: day around here. Big day. Um, what's your thought on Clint Hurdle? Hint: Hurdle. <sighs> <Clirtle. laughs>
3: not bad either. Yeah, not bad. Um, <laughs> do I have to have a thought on Clint Hurdle? No, you don't. Um, let no, just. I, I, I think like it's you know it it's a it was a very obviously Rockies thing to bring him back. Yeah, extreme. It was in, just like in what capacity? Right. Who knows? Is he going to do anything? Has he done anything? Will he do anything? Right. I don't think it really matters. I think we're all going to die one day.
2: <laughs> he does. The universe is coming for us all anyway uh yeah no i think that's i think that's accurate um okay i want to ask you this one from our buddy ryan ladika ryan actually sent this uh to me we were just messaging about about baseball things and the dms and uh he wanted us to wanted us to discuss salary floors yes because so often in baseball the conversation um i feel like not as much these days but for so long in like the early parts of the 2000s it was all about a salary cap and Oh, the Red Sox and Yankees are out spending everybody and blah, blah, blah. Baseball, of course, has the longest running stretch uh, without a repeat champion of the major American sports.
1: This century, so, yeah.
2: There has been parity in baseball since the Yankees went three in a row from 98 through 2000. Um, that is a good thing. But the conversation now has shifted to should there be a salary floor in that teams are required to spend X amount of money on their payroll. The Oakland A's this year are going to have a payroll of like $30 million. There are like half a dozen or more players in baseball who will make more money this season than the entire Oakland A's roster. That is not healthy. Your thoughts on the merits – and maybe some of the drawbacks. You're you're around people who discuss advanced things when it comes to what it's like being part of a roster in the economics. And you know, a guy who broke the mold on mega deals and Alex Rodriguez. Uh, your thoughts on this?
3: Well, it's it's a very odd situation because you've seen teams able to have like a lot of success by even with a low payroll. We saw the Moneyball A's were a very good regular season. The Rays. Recently, and the Rays aren't in the bottom five of payrolls normally now. They're they're at least bottom half. They're not, yeah, you know, they're not the Orioles right now who are barely cracking thirty million dollars. Right. I mean, there are I think thirteen guys who are going to be making more than both the A's and Orioles payrolls, like just players. Wow. And the Indians were there, or the the Guardians were there too. I'm doing that all year. The Guardians were there too until they uh, signed Class A and and Ramirez to extensions recently, so they pumped up to forty-two million. So now they're just making Max Scherzer money. Um, so it's, it's hard to pitch that it can't work when you've had, when when you can have a team putting out a 28th ranked payroll and winning 95 games and you have a team like the Phillies or the Mets throwing $250 million at their roster and then not making the playoffs. So I understand why there's hesitancy. I think it'd be great if there was a way to get more teams to spend money because I think that would make those teams realize that, Hey, maybe we can do this and we could spend some money. I I think the guardians are a perfect example of that because they've never given money out basically, but they've been a very good team for the last decade since Frank Kona has been there. They've been one of the, the better teams in the American league in terms of wins and losses. And they made the world series. They made a lot of playoffs, but they never won the world series, of course, but you know, if, you know, because they do so well in other things, they have a great pitching pipeline. They are able to fleece teams and trades. Uh, they scout Latin America very well. And imagine what they could do if they put that all together, as well as putting some money or or being forced to, in that case, put money into their roster and actually sign some good players. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I think teams might realize that, you know what, maybe we can not buy that real estate, <laughs> do that real estate venture for a year and put some money in the roster and see what actually happens. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you would think that. I don't
3: know. I, I I'm not a, a a brain genius. I'm not. I'm not a brain. genius. I'm not a, a, a money guy like that. Like I, I don't do economics and contracts stuff like that. Like I want it all to work out. I want guys to get paid what they're worth. But you know, it's hard to be able to when baseball is in one in you know, one of those uh, sports where you can have a. It's such a wide range of talent level of teams of markets of payrolls and. A lot of the times it's still, you know, diverse, you know, athletic type of bodies. Every other sport has like the same type of body for at least the position group they are in. Baseball is just like, oh, you know.
2: Jose Altuve can do this.
3: And so can Aaron Judge. Be whoever you want to be. And you can, if you're still good at baseball, you can still play in the major leagues. Yeah. Yeah. You can
1: look. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's, It's the one sport that allows you, it allows for diversity in that regard. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, who's to say, but there has been, you know, Parody, I guess, in some ways, over the you know, better than the Patriots winning the, the Super Bowl every other year, right?
2: You can look like Dan Vogelbach or like you know, Miguel Castro, former Rocky, or Raimel Tapia, or uh, you know, remember that when uh, when no Mark Garcia Parra was on the, the cover of Sports Illustrated with no shirt on, yeah. there was like a whole thing of like baseball players are
3: in shape. It's like, oh my god, like <laughs> he has abs, all <laughs> like, right, yeah, dude, like um, it's, know, not that, it's not that you. you can't have abs to be a good baseball players right you you don't need to necessarily yeah what a
2: weird game that's why I love
3: it it's a very weird game one of many reasons uh your turn my turn my turn uh I think it's mine um from our pal uh Matt's between Matt Hansen. what comically absurd injury will cause Chris Bryan's first year to be (laughs) derailed is this like a, a deer meat situation or what are we talking about here?
2: <laughs> uh, is it the return of the fatty mass with tentacles? Oh, God. Um, I feel like it's going to be, you know, Chris Bryant made a big deal about how he's, he's really happy to be raising his kids here. Um, you know, having a having a family and all. That. I feel like it's going to be like an off day hike.
3: He's definitely going to, yeah, going to go like full Shane Doan and get like Rocky Mountain fever, <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be something weird like that. Connor Jack, remember Connor Jackson with the D-backs? Oh yeah. Hay fever. Yeah. And, uh that apparently is like a very serious thing that affects people who live in the desert and he like it like ruined his career. Yeah. Um he had fantastic eyebrows as I recall. Um the yeah, I'm sure it'll it'll be something goofy with, you know, Chris Bryant was out on a on a hike, he went to Guanella Pass and then he he fell into the into the mystery hole, the mystery spot. <laughs> <laughs> we never found him again. Chris Bryant disappeared into the Springfield mystery spot.
3: It's like, oh, oh, they were in LA for a weekend, had an off day, and he went to the Playboy mansion and got Legionnaires disease. He like, wa- I don't know. She
2: like, <laughs> walked into the ocean because he signed a six-year, seven-year deal, whatever it was with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, and he was questioning his. Life choices. Um, yeah, it'll it's bound to be something, you know. And that's something else that I think is going back to when we were talking about what are we most excited about or most wary of. And Chris Bryant, your whole lineup—he's the hinge point for your lineup now. He's your best bat. If Chris Bryant gets hurt, this lineup looks a lot less scary because you don't have yeah. Trevor Story anymore. You're relying on guys like C.J. Crone and Connor Joe uh, to be able to do what they did last season. Charlie Blackman ain't getting any younger. Uh like who are you? Brendan Rogers has put together flashes, but you know, Dan flashes, but I don't know if he is somebody who you look at as a bona fide regular major league contributor yet. Uh if Chris Bryant goes uh, down, they are in they're in a well, I mean for, for
3: for Brendan Rogers, like at that price point, he can hit.
2: <laughs> he can hit. He can <laughs> hit. Um, go sit in the wagon. um okay I did by the way find the uh the Luca Brasi tweet I'm very proud of it good Um, thank god let's see here's a good one uh from uh our buddy Josh likes comics and baseball uh what are the greatest and the worst walk up slash walk out songs ever used in Rocky's history
3: well I mean the ones you you remember obviously is from all those teams I mean crazy train Larry Walker I I still can't hear crazy train without hearing Larry Walker coming up to bat same. Larry Walker. Yep. That's an easy one. Uh wasn't this was Sledgehammer? Wasn't that Dante Bichette?
2: Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. Um for on the other spectrum, uh, Brad Hopp.
2: Brad Hopp had a nickelback. star.
3: So.
2: Brad Hopp went nickelback. I also I will I will submit this, and I know that it was like it was like a cutesy thing that everybody was all on board with when, uh, when Tulo used that aloe black, I'm the man song.
3: Oh yeah. It was
2: the cheesiest shit Ever like that was, that, was that was kind of Tulo's so, personality, though. Yeah, it was so Tulo I mean, and it was so door, you know. When Spilly did, like, wasn't it Spilly who did party in the USA and but it's we escape the
3: yeah, right? Yeah,
2: guys, who have fun with it. That's great. Yeah, but like
3: totally. Tulo, it's like, uh, okay, it's like, we, well, yeah, we, okay, we get it. Yeah, dude, we got it. Cool. Great. Um,
2: that one was pretty terrible.
3: Yeah, pretty terrible.
2: Um, Todd Helton also, after he had a uh, really rough so- uh, season, um, and I'm trying to look up what year it was.
3: Well, no, uh, I, think, well I think it was I think it was 07. He went back in the saddle again.
2: Yeah, back in the saddle again was the one there that was, I was yeah. that I was coming because his 06, I believe that
3: was during the 07 run.
2: Um, because I remember things.
3: hearing that a lot, being like, "Yeah, Todd is back." You're right.
2: It's so funny to think of like Ah Todd Elton had a really down year, and you look at like 06, which was his worst year to that point. And he had an 880 OPS. <laughs> 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 uh, he only hit only hit 302 that year and got on base at a 404 rate he was really struggling yeah god almighty uh but yeah back in the saddle again uh the aerosmith song that was pretty yep. good
1: for, yeah uh,
3: for Todd i'm trying to think well like uh, for closer songs I don't, i'm i trying to remember oh. a good Rockies closer song
2: oh man um there have been a few I guess There's been so,
3: so few good Rockies closers, I guess. But.
2: The greatest ever was Joe Beimel. uh with well, God's yeah, Gonna of Cut Down. Of course. Um that was that I remember that during the playoff run in uh his you know joe Bimal, by the way now is like 44 and owns a uh microbrewery
3: did did he, he try to come back last year at some point yeah with like uh last a year, random team two years was ago it, somebody it, random.
2: Uh, but yeah, yeah he tried to come back and i think even pitched in some minor league games um last time he pitched, yeah or oh, it was or last like year.
3: league maybe or something like, like that. last year yeah. he
2: pitched um in the padres organization I thought yeah. good god he put up a ERA and 17 appearances. If you're left-handed, you can play forever. Yeah, you can play forever. Mike Myers, Um, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, man, the 09 playoff run with Joe Bimal coming in and that song blasting through Coors Field, God's Going to Cut You Down. That was so cool. Oh, my God, that was so cool. That was, like, one of the – like, they cranked that music – in a way that Coors I've never felt Coors Field moved by music that way uh and holy
3: crap that was so funny. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is it was for like a lefty one out guy he's going to throwing throwing like like 84 yeah with yeah. <laughs> with, with with cut yeah and just getting guys to to saw off their bats and he's was yeah. like yeah all right
2: yeah um <laughs> What a weird. T- I don't remember like what
3: Brian Fuentes' song was. Right?
2: I don't either. Or like I- Sean Chacon.
3: Yeah, let's If uh, if uh if anybody remembers, remembers like, though, like, tweet at us. Because yeah. I'm actually curious. I was trying to think off the top of my head and I couldn't think of one. I
2: think Brian Fuentes was like a weird metal guy,
3: you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um let's see if there's anything. If you Google Brian Fuentes' entrance song, um oh, it was something called The End of Heartache by of a man
3: kill switch engage oh kill switch engage of course yeah, yeah that makes that makes sense for them actually.
2: oh wow uh yeah. and he was in this is a 2013 sp column he was in the quote completely forgettable rock and metal division <laughs> that's yeah. pretty funny um yeah no those are those are the classics uh but man willingly picking nickelback
3: <laughs> boy, oh boy uh, i mean we got into a, a pelicans commercial that we, we, did. we sure did because it was so funny
2: we sure did we
3: did not get the rights that was the inspiration for an entire commercial <laughs> that we did
2: um okay let's do a couple more and yeah. uh and get out of here yeah. there is a uh, a very good one that i just saw a moment ago that uh now i can't find um it is about the classic Rockies commercials. And it's from our buddy Rio at Rio is rad. The Rockies tell you they want to bring back the commercials from the early 2010s. Oh, what man. are your pitches?
3: God, there were such good ones. They were so oh, good. like of, of the ones that are, exist already to bring back. Is no, like they're
2: going to bring it oh, back. Like... You're pitching for the 2022 Rockies.
3: Oh boy.
2: I already have an idea for one.
3: Go ahead. then. Yeah. Chris Bryant. Sure.
2: It's called out on a close pitch of the plate. Turns around to argue, and all the commercial is is just a slow zoom in with love song music on Chris Bryant's eyes, <laughs> and then the umpire overturns his call, and Chris Bryant gets first base on a walk.
3: Okay, that's it. That's my. That's my. I like base. it. Just I like right it. Right
2: off the top of my head.
3: I think of some of the, like, the ones they have were so good, like the dinger tipping one. Yeah, um, the
2: dinger tipping one was great.
3: Oh, Chris, I ended yeah. telling him, telling everybody he's pregnant. Story <laughs> totally of Oh, that
2: was good. Matt Holiday walking by a plate with jelly donuts, and Clint Hurdle asking God. him if he touched it.
3: We all saw it, didn't we, men? Ubaldo, um, try hair be there. <laughs> that
2: was the name of my fantasy baseball team uh, for like the one year that I did fantasy baseball. Was <laughs> Ubaldo's hair be there um yeah we we may have to uh we may have to come up with these um like actually do some some research and some thinking
3: uh herman marquez on a backpacking tour through germany oh <laughs>
2: that would be terrific and everybody just assumes that they can have a conversation with him and their local right. native tongue that'd be good, that'd be a really good one. um Yeah, or like a bunch of fans from Germany show up to see a baseball game and they're decked out in in all classically German clothing because Marquez is starting.
3: (laughs) They're decked out in like the Kaiser uniform.
2: They're wearing lederhosen. (laughs)
3: Bringing out of giant boots. And then the pointy hat.
2: (laughs) Um okay let's uh let's go with uh we're we're going to end on one that I'm just going to read and answer my own. Sure. Um because it's from uh, a new Denver Metro resident, Jake, but we're going to end on that one in a minute. Uh before that, uh I want to get to one from Ethan Kennedy at EKennedy57 and Ethan asks, "Quote, do I need to change my Trevor Story laptop background?"
1: Um
3: uh, uh, No, man. Like no. It, it, yeah. it's it's he represents a point in your life where you enjoyed watching him play baseball for your favorite baseball team. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way no, to look at it. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a present thing anymore, but it just, you know, that it was there for a reason. And you had a good time. And we all remember the memories that we had with Trevor's story. There were many. But it's over. Now it's he's on the Red Sox. It. So he's <laughs> on the Red
2: Sox. I think it's a good way to look at it. Um, and I think it also is very emblematic of where we are as fans where it's like, I think we're, I think we're kind of giving up on uh, are the Rockies ever going to get serious? And instead it's just like, uh, just remember the fun times you had,
3: you know,
1: the, the,
2: the real Rockies were the fan, the friends we made along the way.
3: Uh, (laughs) Don't be sad. It's over. Be glad that it happened.
2: Right. Smile that it happened. Um, Okay. We're going to end on, uh, on this one from Jake. Uh, at Jake M three fifty, new Denver metro resident, always had an affinity for the Rockies due to growing up in Modesto while the Nuts were a Rockies affiliate. Sure. Can I get a couple of your favorite restaurants in the Denver area uh, and breakout picks, which we gave you a little while ago? So we're going with the restaurant selections. Um, I'm gonna just uh, give you a handful of mine. Yep, they are some. Some of them are obvious. Cherry Cricket. I sure. will always and forever. Die on the hill of cherry cricket burgers. Uh, El Taco de Mexico on uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Yeah. yeah, um, some of the best food you will ever have in your uh, That's a James Beard award winning restaurant, it's all uh, female owned. Uh, <laughs> that place is incredible.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, one of the best places I've ever eaten at my entire life.
2: Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, if you're looking for like sweets, uh, Bonnie Bray ice cream, my favorite mm-hmm. for, for ice cream in town uh you know i could go on for a million years about my my favorite restaurants but those are a couple of my favorites uh now you
3: i will always say biker gyms yep. that is my favorite place i might uh, go to yeah there uh, is first... a biker
2: gyms at Coors field yes uh if you are yeah checking out a game jake make sure that you get there with a lot if you're not interested in watching the game it's really a good place to go because the line is always long
3: <laughs> that's also true <laughs> <laughs> um, uh i i I somehow do miss when I used to live in a uh, Congress park. Um, I love, I worked at Papa's grocery store. Now the 12th Avenue deli and market. Um, I worked for the Greeks before I married one. Um, and their restaurant next door, uh, called Chef Zorba's is a still place. That I still miss sometimes. It's a very it's, good place. It is. Yeah. It's, it's nothing crazy, but I miss it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. Um, yeah. So those are, those are some good spots, spots, uh, that are overrated. Uh, snooze. Like, eh, it's oh fine. God! T- don't fine for breakfast. Snooze
3: is fine, but like, don't, don't wait in line. Dude. No, it's not there's, even a. There's so many breakfast. other places you can go without waiting in line. Thank and uh, a little bit uh, like that, Sam's number three. Yeah. It's great. It's great food, but don't don't wait in line for an hour. You don't no. need to do that.
2: It's it is not good enough that the wait is worth it.
3: You know oh and well speaking of the Greeks uh, you gotta go to Pete's kitchen too Pete's yeah, kitchen is one of the Pete's kitchen uh, uh, until you know it gets bought out by de- by developers and the uh, subway gets put in there
2: I do feel like if anything is going well I don't even want to jinx it by saying that hopefully yeah we'll right forever um yeah Pete's kitchen incredible yeah. um it's uh you know it's just the it's the place to be the the mile high city it's great yeah. and um yeah we're uh we're excited to get this thing rolling for uh the 2022 campaign or are we i don't know you find out uh (laughs) for now (laughs) we'll we'll say goodbye
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: and uh happy opening day everybody uh we're gonna be rolling out some new stuff at uh, deco apparel company Uh, i'll give you a sneak peek right now the rooftop shirt that everybody loved from last year to a surprising degree will be back in purple this year we did black shirts last year purple this year um got some we got a pdp design on the way uh we got some good stuff coming so you can visit deco you can get your pdp hats i think we have four fitted hats remaining and then uh we have adjustables also and uh all kinds of good stuff so uh we'll say goodbye for uh this first uh 2022 season edition ish i guess last week kind of uh eh. of the old PDP. uh he's anthony i'm tyler we'll talk you next time love you
1: bye, bye.